Welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. Maximize your leadership potential and professional advancement and be inspired. We're delighted to be your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development from a women in business perspective. We share our original research, explore industry and workforce trends, and interview female executives, allies, and thought leaders from across the globe. Join us for practitioner-oriented content around all things women in business, leadership challenges, talent management, organizational development, change management, and diversity and inclusion. Welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. In this WBIL podcast episode, Angela Schill and I talk with Heather Frazier about overcoming fear, imposter syndrome, and burnout as a female leader. Heather Frazier, welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be with you today. We're all in Utah. I'm John Westover. I'm joined by my co-host, Angela Schill. We're both professors in the Woodbury School of Business at Utah Valley University and uh, researchers and fellows in the Women in Business Impact Lab in the Woodbury School of Business. Today, it's our pleasure to talk with Heather Frazier about overcoming fear, imposter syndrome, and burnout as a female leader, and I'm super excited to have this conversation. As we get started, I wanted to share Heather's bio with everybody. Heather Frazier is an entrepreneur who started her life coach profession a few years ago. She helps people who struggle with parenting challenges, marriage challenges, and life challenges. Today, she's going to talk with us about challenges within the business arena, and I think she'll also share some insights and tools that we can all utilize in our careers. In addition to life coaching, she has her own weekly podcast, and she speaks and teaches in other venues as well as giving back to the community in a lot of other ways. It really is a pleasure to have you, Heather, and listeners can connect with her at heatherfraser.com. Anything else you would like to share with us by way of your background or personal context before we launch on in? Ooh, that's a fun question. I grew up in rural Idaho and I have four amazing biological children and some fun bonus kids, which one of them made me a grandmother and it's the best. Wonderful. And what part of rural Idaho? (laughs) Blackfoot, Idaho, but I'm now in Orem and I am a UVU alum and I love Utah Valley. It's a great place to be and I love supporting and serving the people here. Wonderful. And maybe it's a bit ironic. We're all in Orem, um, but we're all joining via Zoom. Um, (laughs) Thanks, COVID. It's it's the world we're in, uh, but it is nice and convenient and uh, yeah. Again, a pleasure to be with you. Uh, Angela, anything you would like to ask or share just by way of your background, uh, just in, in by way of introduction to the audience before we jump in? Uh, I think you covered it all. I, I've been in Orem for a while before that. I've had some experience living overseas, which has been really interesting living in England, as well as Costa Rica, which are two very different places. And um, it's been it's just been a pleasure to be back in Orem again after growing up here for the most of my childhood. And I really have just enjoyed 
I've enjoyed teaching at UVU and getting to know the students and the people in this area again. Yeah, wonderful. All right, well, Heather, well, let's launch on in. If you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your path towards starting your own business. Uh, that's always a fraught thing, right? It's it's so hard and challenging <laughs> to be an entrepreneur and to to start things up and to try to get them to, to be sustainable. Uh, so maybe you can start by just sharing a little bit about that background, and then we can get into more specifically the topic for today around fear and imposter syndrome and, and battling those things as a female leader. Yes, of course. So my husband is a physician and he worked a lot of hours. And so I was kind of the caretaker of our family, which is what I had always imagined as a little girl growing up. I just wanted to be a mom. I had never anticipated owning my own business. Um, but then my kids all started school and I didn't have any babies left at home. And so I went back to UVU and that was the first step in becoming an entrepreneur. And then as my children got older, I started struggling relationship-wise with them. And my oldest was maybe 13. And I knew that she, <laughs> there was a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. And I would complain to my girlfriends as we walked every morning. <laughs> and uh, one of my friends kept telling me about this podcast that I had to listen to. And finally, I was like, girl, I don't even know what a podcast is. She's like, give me your phone. And this was like seven or eight years ago, right? When podcasts were a little bit new to the scene. And she's like, it's this app right here. And she clicked on it and she opened Jody Moore's Better Than Happy podcast. <clears throat> and that changed my life. Um, I totally love Jody. She saved my bacon and introduced me to a whole new school of thought. And so I ended up going to her same coaching school to certify as a life coach and start my own business. And it's not because I wanted to get rich quick. It wasn't because I felt unfulfilled as a mother. I felt called like I was supposed to help other people. And so I think when we set a goal, regardless of what it is, the driving force behind it is actually what makes it sustainable or not. And so because this was not necessarily for my benefit, even though it has benefited me immensely in so many ways, my reasoning was after I had fixed my own family relationships and then my kids' friends would come over and complain about their parents, I just thought, these parents, they need to know what I know <laughs> and I can be the person to tell them that. And so long story short, that is why I started my own coaching practice. Yeah, I like that. And what I'm hearing you say, well, there's a lot of things, but uh, that why, that purpose behind um, mm -hmm. what you were doing was deeper than you know, some of the extrinsic types of things that might motivate us to do things. Um, so making money is not a bad thing. Having some no. sense of financial security, that's not a bad thing mm -hmm. at all. Um, For sure. But, you know, when you're dealing with the day in day out kind of grind and the hard things that come with an entrepreneurial endeavor, you know, if that's all that you have as your why, as your purpose, 
it's hard to sustain that over time, especially if you, you know, there's the inevitable dips and, and the, the ups and downs, um, both, you know, financially, emotionally that come with, you know, running your own business and, and trying to get it off the ground. And so having that why to fall back on, especially when things are challenging, I think is really important. Yeah. In the coaching arena, the bubble that is my coaching world, the vibe is very much driven by monetary measure because it's easy. It's the low hanging fruit to see if you're successful or not. How much money have you made? And so time and time again, over the past several years, my brain has wanted to get caught up in, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough because I'm not making what this other person is making. When in all reality, I actually, I am very blessed. And I know that this isn't everyone's situation that I don't need the financial security. My husband provides that. And so I have to just come back to my why when my brain is gets caught up in the numbers game. I have a question for you, Heather. As, yeah. as you started started out with this company, did you just go from zero to where you are now in terms of confidence in your ability to run a business? Or did you have some challenges, hurdles, fears that you needed to overcome to get there? <laughs> a <loaded> um, yes. <laughs> I, all of it, all of it. I think that, so we have around 80,000 thoughts a minute with all of those thoughts. We have so many different emotions and directions that our brain tries to go. And so all of it, I was confused and downtrodden sometimes. And then sometimes it's so clear, like, this is what I want to do. I know that I am going to achieve it. It for sure isn't going to look how I'm picturing it right now, how we get there or what it looks like once we're there. But all I have to do is just one step at a time and having that confidence and assurity, it ebbs and flows. It's not like felt really bad in the beginning and now it feels amazing. It it's a constant turn, just like our brains are constantly feeding us lines. And then we get to decide what to make of those thoughts. <laughs> and did you turn back to that why that you were talking about? Was that kind of what helped you deal when you were having kind of those feelings of fear or worry? Yes, absolutely. It, and that's why I said that the, your reasoning is super important because if you're just in it because your friend made a lot of money doing it and so you're like, I want to make a lot of money, that sounds amazing. It's not going to happen like you picture it will and then you get frustrated and then you give up. Yeah, and just a reminder to everyone listening, entrepreneurial endeavors more often than not fail. You know, the yeah. statistic that I hear yeah. consistently, 80 plus percent, right, of of new businesses, new startups, solopreneur and entrepreneurial endeavors fail within the first five years. Um, and so it, it's challenging. And all those success stories that you see on social media or in the in the news or whatever, those are the exceptions. Uh, and so for us to judge ourselves against, you know, those people who started this business and within the first year made, you know, seven figures. Uh, you know, good luck. You might be that person, but yeah. uh, most likely not. And and there are other metrics that we can go by uh, to understand if we're building a sustainable business. Mm -hmm. It's also if we're only driven by the financial metric, 
you know, there's, there's a lot of shortcuts um, that we could potentially take um, that might take advantage of or exploit people around us to get to those outcomes that aren't sustainable. Like they're not going to help us actually achieve, you know, a sustainable, positive uh, impact in the world. And and your why is all about that positive impact. Um, so yeah. you, you want to build sustainably uh, over time. And, and I think that's just completely okay if we can set it aside. You know, I do some entrepreneur, entrepreneurial things on the side, um, but my main gig has always been I'm a professor. And I know, Angela, you can probably re- relate to this too. So my my direct comparison to what you were sharing is probably slightly off, but just going through the academic world and like going through and getting a, a doctorate, it's a fraught thing too. And, and the vast majority oh, yeah. of people who start doctorates never finish. Um, it, you know, it's long, it's arduous, it's full of um, pitfalls and, and, uh, and challenges and politics and all that kind of stuff, just like everything else is. And I've known lots of people who started and never finished. And w- when, when I asked them about it, um, more often than not, if they didn't finish, um, it's, it's because their primary why behind it was, well, they wanted the prestige, they wanted the title. You know, yeah. nobody gets into academia to make tons of money, but, you know, the prestige, the title, you know, mm-hmm. the self kind of uh, gratification of, of saying I did this thing, that that is kind of the foundation of what a lot of people do. And if that's all it is, uh, most of those people don't finish because inevitably you run into the hurdles. And when you run into the hurdles, you deal with the imposter syndrome, you're dealing with the politics, the fear that uh, comes about over time, most people end up bailing and they, and they don't see it yeah. through. And so it well, takes because, a lot of, of tenacity yeah. and it takes a lot of grit and an ongoing perseverance to see it through. And I think it's the same in, in any entrepreneurial endeavor. And if you don't have that foundational why behind it, that's beyond those extrinsic factors, uh, it's probably not going to be sustainable over time in terms of a motivational source. Yeah. Because it's hollow. Yeah. And any, res- any response to that, Angela? Cause I know that's something you, you've, <laughs> we've talked about offline. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, my, my question is you have the why, and even sometimes when you have the why, and this is my experience working on a doctorate that's lagged on for an eternity, but you can hit burnout mode, even when you have a good intention and a good why, whether that's with, you know, an entrepreneurial venture, or you're just in a workplace situation and you can hit burnout. What are some of the things that you have done or have studied in terms of how to cope with burnout and how to create the desire to keep going when you hit that rock bottom per se? Um, Kate, are you ready for a twist that you're not expecting? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There are two emotional struggles that we have in life. That's it. One is there's something wrong with me. And two is, this is not how my life was supposed to turn out. And so both of those um, drive what we do and how we want to validate. And so burnout and imposter syndrome and all of the struggles that we have in establishing our business, we can boil down to one of these two things. It's us when we burn out, it's because we've been working too hard. It's because we haven't been taking care of ourselves. Why is that? That it's because we think that we have to earn 
our validation. We have to earn our worth. We have to show people that we are impressive by getting a PhD or by having a million dollar business. And when that doesn't happen, then we think that our value has diminished. We beat ourselves up. We um, tell ourselves we're not smart enough. We're not capable enough. We need to go get more education. We need to, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't all education and wisdom. They're all good things. But when we think the next thing will then make us feel good about ourselves or validate that we're okay, we're chasing a dangling carrot that will always move. We get the one thing we're like, yeah, but that doesn't actually count because this person helped me. And it's actually this next thing that I really need to do to feel good and like myself. And that is how we get burnt out. So we actually have to say, it doesn't matter what my business is doing. I have my reasons why I'm doing it. I can love myself. I can take time to get enough sleep, eat healthy food, spend time with my family and my value is intact. My worth, my lovability, my quality as a human, untouchable. Because burnout is just chasing your self-esteem. Wow. Yeah, I, I like that. And I think as you were describing, you know, I, I certainly can relate, um, you know, chasing external validation uh, is always hollow. It, it never. Yes fills you. It never ever. stays you. <laughs> uh, and so seeking that and and if if uh if that is my driving you know purpose is to to seek that validation you 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 work yourself into the ground uh trying to seek it to your point. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's fundamentally driven by fear because your fear of not being accepted, your fear yes. of not being appreciated or loved or you know, not being seen by the world around you. Uh, and I think that also comes back to this, you know, we haven't quite explored it yet, but the, the idea of imposter syndrome that I think most listeners have probably heard before, I'm For certainly sure. we've all experienced it. Um, but, but in, imposter syndrome is pervasive and, and it's, it's because we, uh, when, when we experience imposter syndrome, it's because we're fearful of others, not validating our efforts, our value, our worth. Um, that they're going to find us out and they're going to realize that we're not actually worth anything. Um, but the truth is what other people think about our worth doesn't matter. We all have innate worth anyways. Uh, and it's it's about us coming to terms with that and being able to see it within ourselves. Um, when, when, when we can do that, then we can cast aside some of those fears uh, that perpetuate it. And then, you know, we can have that driving desire that's going to fill us in and move us to accomplish the things that we are going to prioritize without getting us to the state, the the stage of burnout where we're just, you know, running ourselves into the ground, constantly seeking the validation of others. Yeah. Another interesting spin on imposter syndrome. I totally agree with everything that you just said. And to add to it, uh, our human brains, they don't like uncomfortable emotions and So when we're feeling discomfort of any kind, the sirens go off and it's like problem, problem, problem. When in all reality, it does feel weird to try new things and to evolve and to become a different person with different habits and different skill sets and a different way of life. And so when, when we're becoming it's easy to think that there's a problem because it feels 
awkward. When in all reality, what if it's okay that it feels really strange to head all the business meetings now because that's your new, like, what if that's just normal to just embrace the discomfort of change and evolution and growth? We don't have to necessarily even call that imposter syndrome. It's just now it's different. Like when you go from junior high to high school and all the kids are like a foot taller than you and you feel really strange, you don't think, oh, I don't belong here. I'm not actually a freshman or sophomore. Like something has gone terribly wrong. You're just like, oh, this is different. I need to get used to how this feels now. Kind of bringing that mindset in, right? Instead of like, this feels strange, therefore there's a problem. So my question with that is if it's okay to be uncomfortable in a new situation or you're doing something that brings mm-hmm. on even terror or how, what are yeah. some skills that you help yourself to go into those situations? For example, I've seen you being interviewed on newscasts and things like that. I don't know if you felt any stress or fear during those times, but what are some of the tools that we can use as we're sitting in these new places where it's a, you know, a leader for a change that we've been put into a leadership role or we've stepped into a new job? No, that's a great question. Um, Two different ideas. The first one is it's your nervous system kicking in, right? And so you're either going to get super like elevated in fight flight and talk really fast and be really like agitated, or you're going to shut down and, um, going to freeze fawn and just to recognize what your body's doing and that it's trying to help you out and then learning ways to regulate your nervous system and bring it back into a position of, I am safe Mm -hmm. so that you can act from there. Right. It's okay to be a little bit nervous. Yes. I have been on live television and you get a little nervous, (laughs) but But coming back to, I like me, I'm not for everyone. It's okay if this doesn't resonate with some people, I'm just going to do my best. And the rest is beyond my control because it actually is. And, and then to not, to stop making it about you. Whenever you make something about you, you are looking for people to accept, validate, and like, including yourself. But when you can say, I have a message to give, it's going to be really helpful to a lot of people. Some people might not like it, and that's totally cool. I don't like all the messages that I hear either. And get outside of your own headspace and just go and serve. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. Uh, it's something I have to remind myself about repeatedly. It's not about me ever. <laughs> so p- other people's responses, it's really not about me. Now, people can give me feedback. I can learn from that feedback, of course. But if I'm feeling super nervous, like in a public setting, and I'm an introvert, you know, I I, I don't love being out in front of people um, uh, in large crowds. Live TV would freak me out. But, um, (laughs) but recognizing it's, you know, I'm going to prepare, I'm going to do the best I can. But ultimately, it's not about me. Nobody ultimately cares so much about me, or my message. And so I'm, I'm getting myself all worked up, really, for nothing. Um, And if I can remember that, and just 
share the message uh, or do the thing, you know, that I'm trying to do to help other people, they'll accept it or they won't. And my value is not determined by whether or not they accept it. Uh, that's a huge thing. And it takes a big, uh, it takes a big weight off. It makes it easier yeah. to be comfortable in, in that new thing that yeah. you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. I've actually learned to love speaking and being at events. <laughs> I yeah. know that sounds wild, but it actually is super fun. Um, again, just embracing the discomfort of doing something new or something that like it, that is kind of intimidating and scary. It's supposed to feel a little bit anxiety inducing or fearful. And that's, that's okay. Our life is actually supposed to be part discomfort and part comfort. There's, we need opposite and contrast in all aspects of life because that is what gives us a really rich, full experience. And discomfort is the quickest way to grow. If you're in your business and you're comfortable, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you that. need to make yourself uncomfortable intentionally. Do things that scare you, do things that push you, do things that challenge you to grow and know that that's part of the process. You want to be uncomfortable. One of the first things I had launched my business and my podcast, and it was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable, like for several months, just living in discomfort all the time. And I remember this moment where I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable. And then I was like, what's wrong? <laughs> what? <laughs> because I had gotten so used to the discomfort of putting myself out there and doing new things and learning new things that when it finally normalized and I got good at doing my podcast and I got good at doing all the newsletter and all my coaching and all the things, it was like, what's wrong? I'm not uncomfortable anymore. And I was like, oh, it's time for me to up level and find some more discomfort that will push me to the next level. Help me find more people, help more people. Yeah, that discomfort just means you're learning and growing to your mm -hmm. point. And and if we're if we're too comfortable for too long, you know, we're we're just stagnant. And and yeah. uh and it, as humans, you know, that's a, a state that I think we tend to want to get to is uh, comfort yes. and in this 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 facade of certainty and stability and all of those things, but it's a facade, like everything's changing around Absolutely. us all the time. And uh we we either can learn and grow and and adapt with the changes, uh, or, or we can become obsolete and not, you know, not, not be very functional in, in the new world that's shifting around us. Um, we have a few minutes left and I thought, uh, if I would love to get your perspective just on, on these topics, we we've been talking about it generally. And I think everything we've been talking about would be helpful to anyone listening. Um, but I would love to get your thoughts on specifically for female leaders that might be dealing with imposter syndrome. You know, I'm a straight cisgender white dude. Um, I have all the layers of privilege yeah. and, and I certainly <laughs> deal with imposter syndrome and burnout and fear just like anyone else, but it's probably different for me than it is, you know, for you or for Angela or for any other woman who's, who's taking that leap. Uh, what would you say to female leaders or aspiring female leaders that are trying to move into the space and, in, in battling, you know, dealing with, with, these, these elements that might be holding them. Yeah, back. no, that's a great one. Um, patriarchy is all around us and we buy into it as women. We help support the system in a lot of ways that we don't even realize. And I think to be kind to ourselves, 
when we see this crop up is really important and to not be afraid to see where this is cropping up because we have to be the ones to create change around it. And so to own our space and to not feel bad about it, to not make excuse for it, um, to not default to an outside authority when it's unnecessary. Uh, all of these things can help us kind of come into our own. And like, this is a topic that is as deep and wide as the ocean. <laughs> so to summarize this in just a couple of minutes really is impossible, but yes, to do your work um, and pay attention to your brain because as adults, children can't do this, but as an adult, you can, you have the skill to meta think, you can think about your thinking. And I advise all of my clients to do thought downloads, which is just to dump what's in your head. And this is especially helpful when you're feeling burnout, when you're feeling imposter syndrome, when you're feeling like you're not good enough or unqualified or whatever, write everything down in your head and then actually read it out loud and see what comes up for you. See what you can learn about what you're actually believing and what that's creating for you. And if you want to keep believing it, there is very little fact in the world. Most of it's all opinion, which mm -hmm. is kind of liberating because then you can look at the things that you've bought into as facts and decide if it's actually something worth maintaining as a fact or not, or letting go. That's incredible to think about. I mean, just like everything else you've talked about, there's a bit of a flipping the script that you run towards the discomfort. You become more mindful about why you're doing what you're doing and then be able to realize that you can change a lot of the reality that's going on inside of your head by questioning it and being able to look yeah. at those thoughts. Yeah. And we're setting the example for our children and for other female leaders around us watching, like she can do that. Maybe I can do that too. Maybe that's possible for me too. And then they're going to go out and they're going to try it. And that's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Heather. I note the time. Uh, I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute. But before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your coaching business, your podcast, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yes. So the best way to find me is on my website, heatherfraser.com, and Fraser is spelled with a Z-I in the middle. Or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Heather Fraser Coaching. I love interacting with all the people. So you can get on my email list on my website and email me or message me on social media. I primarily coach one-on-one. -on, -one. on occasion, I do some group coaching, but I love one-on-one -on -one work because it is really intense and magical. And so that's usually where I like to start with people. And, um, I just want to say for all the women out there <laughs> who are in the thick of it, all you need is grit. That's it. You don't need anything outside of you. You just need to love yourself and do the work. And then when 
things come and opportunities come, it's so much easier to discern what's actually going to add and what you think will be the, the dangly carrot. You don't need dangly carrots. Yeah. So have the grit, have the courage, do the work, love yourself. You don't need anything outside of you to be a hundred percent valuable, worthy of love, worthy of a space in the world. <laughs> love that. Love it. Awesome. Thank you, Heather. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage Thanks. the audience to reach out and get connected. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.